Curtis. Welcome to Writing Comics episode 20. This one's going to be about Kickstarter. This is going to be about the lessons I learned in my second Kickstarter, my last Kickstarter last year that I fulfilled uh, this past summer. So it's good to do like an overview after something as huge as a Kickstarter like that and learn your lessons, figure out what you're going to take into your next Kickstarter or whatever it is that you're overviewing. So whatever lessons I learned, you guys can uh, learn from these lessons too and what mistakes I had. So before we get started, uh, this is brought to you by 2infinitystudios.com. I have a shop there. Uh, you can buy my first comic there. It's a physical 8x12, very high quality. So if you want to see what I'm working on, it'd be appreciated. Also trying to get to 15 reviews by the end of October. So reviews are super appreciated. As someone who's doing this all on his own, um, I can't tell you how much it means when I get like a positive reviews and it, it just keeps me going. So if you're liking this, if you want me to keep putting out stuff every week consistently like this, then reviews are going to keep me going. So so lessons learned from my second Kickstarter, my last Kickstarter. Let's talk about what the Kickstarter was for. It was for issue one of my comic, The Wild Cosmos. This was my second Kickstarter ever. Uh, it ran for 30 days, I think from August 11th, maybe, or something like that, August 10th to, or no, no, July 11th, maybe, to August 10th is when it ended. So it was like 30 days. So I had a goal of $5,000 for this comic. I kind of budgeted that and split it up. Uh, I needed like 2500 for art, 2000 for printing, and then maybe like 500 for uh for shipping and handling. Um, so... I raised $6,008 with 313 backers, which is huge. That's a pretty high number of backers. I mean, if, if I had like a book that cost more than, I think $15 was the normal issue price on there. If I had something that cost more than that, that would have been a lot more than 6008 So it's good to get that high amount of backers. And that's also, uh, when you send out surveys, you have to make sure you ask for their, if they want it to be added to your mailing list. And then plus you can send out Kickstarter updates once you, once you do your next launch. So most of those people, hopefully if they liked it, will be returning backers. So, so let's talk about like the biggest lessons I learned. I made a few major mistakes that I don't want anybody else to make. So biggest thing was probably shipping. Um, I paid a lot. I mean, I, I kept myself like 500-ish. You have to also remember that Kickstarter is going to take 10% off the top. So it, was, it ended up being a lot less than 500. Let's just say that. So let's talk about uh, shipping prices. So uh, all domestic books cost like $3 when I shipped them out. Uh, I think to Canada and Mexico it was like $16. And then uh, international was $23.50. So shipping was super expensive. Shipping can always change. So make sure you check on that stuff before um, before you launch so you can get the prices accurately. But they could always change even by then if, if you're filling your Kickstarter six months or a year later. Shipping prices could have changed, so that would kind of mess you up. I didn't even charge for shipping. I just said uh, free shipping for everyone, and then I included it into my goal. So I put that 500 into my goal. I don't think that's a good way to go about it because, one, if I was charging everyone for shipping, especially these international people, then my uh, my I would have hit a way higher amount than 6008 and that's money I could have used I could have definitely used for shipping and fulfilling orders you have to also remember like all of the boxes and uh, bags and everything that you're gonna have to buy so that uh, that money would have definitely helped instead of paying out of my pocket so for my next Kickstarter I'll definitely have a bigger goal to have money left over for shipping and handling rather than well, I'm going to need more than 500 for sure, but by charging for shipping, 
you know, $3 domestic, $23.50 for international. And then you could do like 16 for Canada and Mexico. Then you're going to have that extra money to help you out. The next lesson I learned was uh, I had these higher uh, reward tiers that were like uh, $40 and up. You could get these posters. So it was like 11 by 17 poster. The $40 one was for the cover. The $50 one was for issue three cover. And then everything above that came with both. The $50 one came with both as well. But shipping out one, printing those costs, I mean, it was a few hundred. It might have been like $500, a couple hundred dollars printing that locally. costs a lot of money. So that's something you've got to think about. How many copies you're going to print of that? How much does that cost? Especially if you want it done how high quality, then that's going to cost you. But also, you're going to have to remember that you're going to have to ship all of those. So if anybody who ordered $40 and up, you're going to have to send them two packages. That's double the amount of shipping. And then... The, uh, usually comics you can send as media mail. Those are pretty cheap, but those posters you can't. I got lucky one day and the uh, the post office worker let me send it as media mail. So it was only like three bucks each. But besides that, it's going to be like 11 bucks for those big prints. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get lucky again or get lucky every time. So be careful that you're going to have to charge more shipping if you're going to do prints. Besides the price of shipping and price of printing those posters, getting the uh, getting the materials to ship those prints. I ship them flat because it's better quality than just like rolling it up into a poster barrel or whatever they're called, those poster tubes. But that's a lot more work. I mean, it might be better off just rolling it up. I didn't want it to come out all rolled up and horrible. So I used leftover boxes and stuff and getting that material sucked. It was a lot of work. And then boxing those is a lot of work trying to keep those in mint condition. It's uh, it's hard, you know, it's, it takes more than one person. You're going to have to box them and make sure they're secure enough that they're not going to get ruined while, uh, while shipping to your backers. So yeah, I'm probably just going to stay away from prints on the next Kickstarter. It just doesn't seem worth it. And then uh, I didn't talk about this, but uh, when I went to my first convention, nobody really bought uh, prints anyways. Most people want the books. It was a little different on Kickstarter. I might have gotten like 30-ish people higher than 40 that uh, higher than $40 that actually wanted the prints. So that does help your Kickstarter a lot. But for future Kickstarters, I can offer more than one book and whatnot. And then those you can all ship into one package rather than dealing with prints. So probably stay away from those. Not to mention international on those big posters. You don't even want to know how much that stuff costs. It's, it's crazy. So my next lesson would be adding a early bird option for your existing fans or existing backers, existing people on social media or your mailing list. You can do early bird by like amount. So you could do like the first 200 can buy this at $2 off or you could do for the first 48 hours it's available for $2 off uh, as in your comic book. People that still want that collected edition or their name printed in the acknowledgements back of the book, I don't think you have to worry about losing those and getting that extra money. I think those people will still back at that higher tier uh, rather than just getting this early bird version but for people that just want the standard book or digital maybe the digital will bump up their uh, bump up their reward and pay that extra for the early bird and then also it convinces people to back immediately rather than waiting for that like 48 hour notice they're going to want to back within the first 48 hours to get that early bird uh, price option. And that's good because Kickstarter uses algorithms. So if you get like a really good uh, launch, really good start, you'll be more popular on the Kickstarter page. And then that will bring in a lot more natural backers. So that's just like a tip that I've seen other people using. And I'm gonna give that a try for my next one, see how it works out. 
Last thing is as far as like shipping boxes and bags, a lot of people just like ship in these uh, folders or envelopes and from the Kickstarters I backed, the people that do that, it, it always ends up like bent or something. I don't recommend that. I use these like cardboard book boxes. I've heard of Gemini comic mailers, but that's only for like standard uh, trim size for your comics. Uh, my comic was oversized print 8x12 and I don't think they had a size for that. So I had to go on Amazon and order these like book boxes that fold especially for books. And then I ordered these bubble wrap bags. Uh, if you're going to use the Gemini comics mailer, you could just use a bag and board. That's probably what I'll do for any uh, if I do for any comics that I print regular size. But yeah, so that is going to be a lot of money just ordering supplies to ship everything. And then that's not even counting the postage that you're going to pay at the post office. I'm also going to check out on my next Kickstarter using Backerkit. They help with fulfillment and sending out surveys. So you have to pay them, I think, like 150 Also, like a percentage of whatever you raise. But a lot of, like, the big people use it, and they all say it's really good. So I'm going to give that a try. But besides that, you could use stamps or easypost.com. I don't have any experience with them. But basically, like, they send you a scale, I think, and you can weigh it right there. And then you print out the label onto a sticker or tape it on the box. So that's all ready. And then when you go to the United States Post Office, I'm in the U.S., but I don't know how it works in other countries. You just, they have a counter where you literally just like drop off all of your boxes. And that would make a huge difference. Waiting in line at the post office is horrible. And then not to mention when you have a couple hundred books, you're holding up the line and it takes all day. So being able to print out those labels and just drop it off on the counter and then you can just dip out of there. I think that'll be huge. So I'm going to give those a try. Uh, you don't even need to have like a printer, a label printer. You can just literally tape it onto the, the box. So those are the major lessons that I learned from uh, my last Kickstarter, my second Kickstarter for the Wild Cosmos issue one. I'm definitely gonna have more Kickstarters down the line. So these are the lessons I'm gonna take into account when I'm launching new ones, you know, for the next issue of the Wild Cosmos or for my other comic projects. Brought to you by toinfinitystudios.com. You can check out my comic there. I have a shop online now. And then also trying to get to those 15 reviews. That's greatly appreciated, guys. You can follow me on Twitter, CurtisWriterC, and Instagram, 2InfinityStudios. Send me a message. Let me know what you're working on. If you have any questions, I love uh, interacting with you guys. It's a lot of fun. So see you guys next week. Bye.